Talk. Real Talk with Ginge. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back to Real Talk with Ginge. This is episode two. Um, this episode, if you listen to episode one, I talked about uh, what I wanted to talk about with like anxiety and for me relating to my traveling with anxiety because uh, I've been kind of all over the place the last month. Um, also, it's been taking me forever to finally get this second episode up between traveling um, and really trying to find a time that I could actually do this. Uh, right now, my son is napping, so hopefully I'm not super loud and he wakes up. Uh, we just put him in the toddler bed so he can absolutely wake up and just walk right into this living room. So let's cross our fingers. That does not happen. Um, But yeah, so over the last month, um, you know, I've been kind of all over the place. I've been doing a lot. Um, I was lucky enough to go to Florida uh, with my aunts and my mom and I flew out there and my amazing husband uh, stayed home and worked and made sure that our son was taken care of and, you know, got to daycare and all that fun stuff. So um, it was awesome. It was honestly something that uh, I definitely needed mentally and physically (laughs) needed to get in the sun um, but mentally unwind and just not have to think about work and I think everybody needs that um, at at some point you know just a trip alone a trip with your mom dad sister whatever take the time to take care of you everyone deserves that Um, and that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about today is my struggle with anxiety. Um, I feel like this topic could easily be like a two-part podcast. I have so much to talk about that I want to talk about. I want to touch on. Um, I feel like there's so many people that have anxiety and don't even know it. So I follow BuzzFeed, which I'm sure a lot of you do. Um, And I came across this article that was titled uh, 11 things you might not realize can be signs of anxiety so like when I first had my first panic attack I really had no idea what the f was going on I really just thought I was crazy I really really truly did and thank god I was with my two best friends and they were like it's cool you're fine you're not dying <laughs> like you're okay just breathe through it you know um the exact situation of my first panic attack, uh, ironically enough, was driving from Baltimore to Buffalo before I even lived here. Um, I want to say it was like 2012, maybe 2011. One of my really good friends, Nikki, had just moved down here um, to Maryland and we were actually driving home. And what should have been like a six and a half, seven hour car ride turned into a 13 hour car ride because of this terrible snowstorm that we should have left way earlier. But we just wanted to spend time with friends and, you know, milk the last bit of our vacation. So we ended up leaving Baltimore at like one or two in the afternoon. And uh, we ended up leaving way later than what we wanted to. But anyway, so by the time we got to like the New York PA line, it was like a vortex snow. Like we're to the point where you can't see out your front window. We probably should have pulled over. We probably should have gotten a hotel. Um, but we didn't. We kept driving. We were like, whatever. We're from Buffalo. This happens all the time. This snow's nothing. Um, but anyway, it was like, it for whatever reason, our GPS took us off the main highway onto the back roads. Uh, and that was probably the worst possible decision. So I was driving. And we started going down this hill and it was like, 
I don't know what grade hill. I know there's like the term for that for 18 wheelers, but it was a steep, steep hill. And none, like none of these roads were plowed. So of course my brakes aren't working. I'm slipping and sliding. Now at the bottom of this hill is a direct 90 degree right turn. So I see myself not stopping as I'm driving and sliding and going straight into this ditch, which cue panic attack. So this is how it all started. (laughs) So ever since then, you know, driving in the snow, I could do it, but wasn't my favorite thing. But I was always afraid that another panic attack was going to happen, which would cue the anxiety and it would kind of cue my cue my panic. Um, So, you know, ever since I didn't I didn't really think I had anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought that I was scared to drive in snow. Um, And around that time is when a lot of life changes, major life changes was happening in the personal uh, end of my life, you know, relationship wise. Uh, That was a really, really low point in my life. Let's be honest. I told you I was going to get into the nitty gritty. (laughs) It was probably one of the worst months, if not year of my life. Um, So I think that was also making me feel that way in those situations that was making it worse. So, you know, fast forward a few years, I I have a few more panic attacks, basically in those same situations or claustrophobic situations where like I'm crammed in the back of a car seat, car seat, a car (laughs) in the seat. And you know, there's like five friends, we're all crammed in the back seat and I'm just feeling claustrophobic. That was another situation. Um, But ever since having my son, I think that was a whole other wave of anxiety for different reasons. You know, making sure he's alive, making sure I'm doing a good job. Am I doing a good enough job? Is he fed? Is he warm enough? Is he not cold in the night? Is he going to, you know, suffocate on the blanket that I just gave him in his crib? It's literally every little thing has consumed you once you become a mother. And then there you go. Cue your anxiety. Cue your panic attacks any little noise he makes in the night like it's just a whole other level um but going back to my first point of not knowing that it was anxiety so this article it's so it's 11 things you might not realize that could be signs of anxiety and i want to make sure that anyone that's listening to this you know maybe you go through these and you're like you thought you anxiety had anxiety but maybe it's just you know you're just a worry wart or whatever. So I want to go through this because I want to touch on each one. So number one is you're always busy, but you can never seem to get shit done. You often find yourself running around your apartment, starting a million chores, but you never actually get real work done. This is me to a T. My husband absolutely hates it. He hates it. So I always chalked it up to me having being diagnosed with ADD when I was like, I don't know, elementary school, third, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever it was. Um, Also, maybe poor time management or just me being lazy. Any of that, which I still think to this day is that's me. Um, Also, number two, you're deluged by catastrophic thoughts, like the worst possible thing that could happen. You literally just consume that 
and it's not healthy. I actually was listening to another podcast from Hot 99.5's Intern John and, and Shelby Sauce. It's called uh, The Thought Shower. I listen to them all the time. They are hilarious. Recently, Shelby, who they call Sauce, started talking about her anxiety. And every little thing she was saying, I'm like, that's me. That's me too. I do that. So I'm kind of hoping that anyone that's listening to this podcast can maybe relate and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I do have this. Maybe I should look into this more. What can I do to help myself? Maybe I should reach out to a therapist. You know, whatever you need, you feel you need, I want to help people. I want people to understand that, like, I have this too. It's completely normal. You're not a freak because that's something that I think, that I'm the weirdo that is thinking this and maybe I'm, like, (laughs) not mentally okay. Um, Number three... Again, my husband would absolutely 1000% agree with me on this is you're easily startled. You're super jumpy. So I don't know why, but like literally right before I started recording this, my son snuck out of his toddler bed, came around the corner from his bedroom while I was in the kitchen and just snuck up and just stood there and stared at me. And I don't know why it scared me so bad. I literally jumped five feet, had a heart attack. Um... But BuzzFeed is saying that this startle response is when you're mentally stressed. So which basically means you're likely you're more likely to freak out at the slightest stimulation if you're wrapped up in your own thoughts. There you go. That explains a lot. Uh, Number four, your stomach is upset, but your doctor can't figure out why you don't have food poisoning. You don't have IBS. You don't have the stomach flu. Why is your stomach always so upset? Well, this is saying that stress manifesting in your stomach and anxiety both work the same. Mind blown. Makes so much sense, right? So anyone that has possible anxiety, like this is all making sense, right? I don't know. This is crazy to me. Um, I'm going to skip up, but (laughs) number six, everyone's getting on your nerves. Oh my God. This is me at work every day. Uh, I am so sorry to my coworkers that are listening because you're probably laughing at me or rolling your eyes saying, yep, yep. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, you cannot make a single goddamn decision. Again, I chalk this up to my ADD, but this is my anxiety. Eight, you keep getting sick and you don't know why. Yep, chronic colds because you're not taking care of yourself. You're mentally not okay. Nine, you can't sleep and it's not because you were staring at your phone right before bed. Anxiety can cause sleeping problems and new research suggests that sleep deprivation can cause an anxiety disorder. So it's a lose-lose situation. Number 10, you're having random chills or hot flashes. This one's kind of weird to me because I do have this. Um, But this is saying you're still having, you know, you're still having the unexplained chills or hot flashes coupled with some of the other traits on this list. Those symptoms could suggest it's time to ask your doctor about generalized anxiety disorder. And then number 11, you feel like you suck at life. Absolutely. I talk about this to my husband all the time. He likes to get on me because, you know, maybe I didn't do the dishes that day or whatever, you know, little stupid marriage arguments which are valid because sometimes I'm just effing lazy and I just was up from 5 a.m., worked all day, dropped the kid off at daycare, blah, 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 whatever. And it's now 8 p.m. And the last thing I want to do is household chores. 
I want to sit on the couch, drink a glass of wine, unwind, relax, mentally prepare myself for the next day of work. But I do like I honestly feel like I just can't ever accomplish anything. You know, my looks aren't the same ever since I had a kid. Like, I just feel like I in general just suck at life. Isn't this the worst feeling? Thinking you're like you're a horrible friend, family member, partner, employee. First of all, we're not. And second, it's caused by an anxiety disorder and does not reflect who you really are. This is what BuzzFeed is saying. Like this whole article spoke to me. So you know what I did after I read this article? I went to my human resources rep at work. Okay. And I talked to him and I said, I think I have an anxiety issue. I even mentioned it to my primary care doctor. My primary care doctor thinks I just have a panic disorder. But my HR rep told me that we offer this amazing thing at work where they will refer me to a therapist. So I just called this person last week. We set up our first appointment. So hopefully this will help me a little bit where I can just kind of like... You know how you go home to your partner and you just like blurt out everything that happened that day? I do that to Billy and I don't want to do that to him anymore. I'll share little details here and there, but no one deserves to just be thrown up on with all these like emotions and feelings and that's not fair. So I think what's going to help me is talking to a therapist, talking to friends. And to be honest, through my Instagram, you guys have helped so much with giving me advice of, you know, with traveling specifically, what I could do without using medicine on the plane to help calm me down. A lot of you mentioned CBD oil. Um, A lot of you mentioned the CBD gummies or like little tips and tricks to get your mind off of what you're actually thinking, like avoiding going into a panic attack or panic mode on the airplane, you know, rubbing your hands on, on your thighs to distract you or counting backwards from 50 or whatever it is, whatever works for you. So these are little tips and tricks that you guys helped me with. And I thank you so much because I used all of those on the plane and it worked amazing. Um, I hate traveling. I hate traveling alone, especially. And this stuff helped me so much on the plane. A little fun fact, my store actually just started carrying all these items, these CBD oils and gummies. Um, I haven't tried them yet, but I know there's just so many to choose from and I'm like completely overwhelmed on which ones I can start trying from work. When I told Billy that I was going to talk about anxiety and like my panic attacks on this podcast for episode two, he said that I should talk about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. So I told him right after our son was born, that first literally night after he was born, not even night, the first 12 hours, because it was nighttime from until about a week or two old, I was straight up full of anxiety, panic mode. I was having panic attacks. Like it was bad. I was so overwhelmed and was so clueless on how to take care of a baby that I just literally panicked all day long. Like anytime he moved, anytime he cried, anytime he even whined, I was like on edge. I was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, But what's mind blowing to me about all this is everyone that I talk to, they're OBGYNs, their doctors at their six week follow up, always gave them a questionnaire 
and asked, how are you feeling? Um, you know, even my pediatrician for my son, the first week we saw them two to three times and she kept asking me how I was doing. And I think she knew, but I don't think she thought it was bad enough to like, you know, pull me aside and really make sure I was okay. Um, but I was not doing good. Like I was, I was hanging in there. I was surviving, but I was a zombie. I had no sleep. I was up all night. My son was up all night and then he would sleep all day. And then we had visitors during the day. So when am I supposed to sleep? And every mom goes through that, but it's just so overwhelming. And then trying to take care of a human on top of that. But at my six week follow-up, no one gave me a survey. No one gave me a questionnaire during the whole follow-up. She basically wanted to make sure I was physically okay. Not mentally, physically making sure I was healing mentally. I was not healing. Mentally, I was in at six weeks. I was good. But those first three to four weeks were really rough. So if you're listening to this and you are a new mom, it is normal. If you think it's not normal and you are really, really concerned for your health, do not hesitate to reach out. I did not reach out and I wish I did. I highly suggest that you reach out sooner than later. Call your primary doctor, even when you're talking to your kids' pediatricians, mention it. Mention, say, hey, you know, I don't know if I'm doing very well. You know, do you know who I can talk to, where I can go? They're going to, I mean, they're going to help you. But um, yeah, I kind of felt lost. And, and I'm not going to, you know, talk about Billy and I in our situation and get too into it. But I would literally cry over anything. I was so emotional. Obviously, hormones are dropping. So you're just you're an emotional mess. And then you're a zombie from lack of sleep. So it's literally just like the worst ever. But Billy and I would argue because he's like, what is wrong? But like, you can't ask someone who's like mentally unstable that like, I don't know what's wrong. That's why I don't know why I'm crying. But if you're in that situation, like, like I said, it's normal. It's not normal, but it's normal if you get that if that makes sense. But please reach out. What everyone needs to do is make sure that they are mentally okay for yourself, for your family, for your children. The point of all this is you need to take care of yourself. You need to make time for yourself. Make sure you're mentally okay. There's other days where I'm going to take care of myself. I need some me time. Mama needs some me time. I'm going to go get my nails done. Billy, take care of little Billy. I'll be gone for an hour or two. Hell, go get a massage. Whatever you need to do to make sure you're okay and you're in a good spot, that is your priority. So the next episode for episode three, I have a few ideas running through my head. I just need some inputs. Um, You can find my uh, Real Talk with Ginge podcast page on Facebook. You can find it also on Instagram at Taylor underscore radio. Please follow me. Um, I do post there um, and just trying to get some feedback and kind of hear some funny stories. So let me know. Thanks for listening.